Hello and welcome back to SassCast. I'm Alex. And I'm Julie. And today we saw Fiddler on the Roof at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. This is another one of our 2018-2019 Broadway Across America series. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let Julie take point on this show because it's more into her background. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give us a little bit about what Fiddler on the Roof is for those that aren't familiar with this play. So Fiddler on the Roof um, follows the story of a dairyman named Tevia. Um, Tevia has five daughters um, and he... Uh, he, he lives in a small town um, outside of Russia, I believe, um, named Anatevka. Um, I believe it's also set just based on the time period, the costumes and what I do remember, sometime around the 1800s. It's pre-revolutionary um, Russia. Yeah, and um, so there is a little bit of history involved. Um, but uh, Tevia, obviously, he, he, he... So the story is rooted in Jewish culture, um, and tradition, as the show does preach a lot. Um, and Tevia does a lot of like monologues, kind of breaking the fourth wall, like talking to the audience, but also like kind of talking to God. But they're great monologues because even though he he's like, you know, he'll say, you know, why do you do this? And he'll, he'll ask a lot of like rhetorical questions, but then he'll make like snarky comments. And he was like, I know we're the chosen people, but could you like not choose us for once? Um, Cause it's like things that people think and don't necessarily say. Um, I think Tevia was maybe very woke for his time. Um, and uh, he's got five daughters and in this town, um, they believe in matchmakers and he's got three, well, he's got five daughters, but three of them are of a marrying age. Um, and the oldest has to get married before the other two can get married. So the two of the, the, se the second and third oldest daughter are kind of in a rush for the oldest one to get married off. Um, but they find their own matches versus getting like matchmaker and Tevia doesn't get getting ma matched by the matchmaker. Um, because that's a big tradition in their village. Um, and because she goes, the first one makes her own match and kind of goes against the tradition of the family. Like that does cause, cause some conflict. Um, I mean, there's some other things, um, like some underlying things, which we'll probably talk about later. Um, but to me, this is a very timeless story because you know, we live in a day and age where things are constantly changing and um, things may go against the norms of society, but people are starting to be more accepting that what's not normal anymore is kind of the new normal, um, if that makes any sense. Um, and to go in with the show that I'm putting on, you know, people don't stick to the status quo, which like, which is tradition, which is um, what Fiddler on the Roof is all about. Um, I love this story. I think it is beautiful. I think it is timeless. I did think it was a little long, um, but at the same time, like there's nothing that I would have cut either. So yeah. 
Um, what, what are your thoughts? So, um, well, just a little bit of history on, you know, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, this is, uh, the touring production of the 2015 revival of Fiddler on the Roof. The original production was in 1964, they said. Uh, and then it was also made into a movie, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, I just watched recently. I watched the movie, uh, for the very first time. And, um... It's uh, it's another musical that it's all right. I understand it. I get it. it it's just not for me. I'm not one of. The, I don't love these very dark and depressing musicals. Yeah. This one goes really, you know, downhill yeah, in Act Two. Nothing, but you know, nothing history. really happens ever have a happy ending for these kind of people, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> I mean, like if you look at like a story like Les Mis too. Which everybody does. I mean, pretty much. But it's like this—it's not the same kind of story. But it's like people that were under conflict in this time of war. I mean, it doesn't end well. Um, so, you know. Um, but at the same time, also not as depressing as lame is because it's not like everybody dies. So you know, um, there's that. See, I love Fiddler. Um, I was raised Jewish. Um, a lot of my knowledge of Jewish culture comes from. <laughs> sadly from Fiddler. Um, but I like, you know, we, my family didn't, you know, we didn't have a matchmaker, like the men in our family didn't wear prayer shawls, like anything like that. Like my family was very, very reformed. Um, but you know, we did have certain things that we did that were part of a tradition. Um, you know, I think, Judaism is a beautiful culture in itself. Like some of the music is is just beautiful, um, but they did in because I was actually in it when I was a freshman in high school. Um, I was a townsperson. I was one of the daughters, but not one of like the main daughters. I'm like one of the townspeople daughters, um, and I was kind of in it later. But I was I was really in it when I was in ninth grade. Um, and I loved being in it, like some of my greatest memories. It kind of actually brought me back to musical theater. Um, so maybe that's one of the reasons why like this show is, you know, kind of holds a special place in my heart. But, um, I like, I don't know. I just think there's, um, I don't know. It's a really beautiful story and it's kind of timeless because, um, and one day I would really, really like to do this show, um, but I think it would have mixed reception at my school, so it wouldn't be like a st- show I would do tomorrow, um, but maybe in a couple of years, because I have a student that could possibly be Tevia um, when he's a senior and he's in eighth grade right now. So um, there's that. Um but um, anyway, um, but uh, yeah. So I yeah. So I just saw the movie for the first time, and um, Topple um, played Tevia. Played Tevia um, does a phenomenal job playing that role. Um, very iconic role. You see it a lot of film clips and a lot when they do movie moments. Yeah. You see him a lot, and especially his dance for uh, "If I Were a Rich Man." Yeah. Um, I actually preferred the play version, though, um, because uh, we had our chat back tonight, and when they were talking about it, they were saying one of the changes from the 
show when they revived it was the flattening of the sets and the minimizing. Yeah. And I think that worked so well versus the movie. The movie, there's so much going on. And yeah. there's a lot of background actors. And Anna Kem... Anna Kemka. Anna Tevka. Anna Tevka. Sorry. <laughs> I'm bad with names as it is, let alone foreign names. Um... In the play, it's very small, you know, because there's only so many people on a stage where in the movie, it's a bigger community is you get lost in the visuals where I think like they nailed it is it's a very about tradition. It's about people and their experience and minimizing the sets and all and, and focusing on the dialogue and focusing on the characters and adapting to change too is a big theme of the story. Um, so having a minimal set lets you focus more on the story versus. So you know. I think it worked better on the stage for me, and not having you know seven different locations, everything's contained to the stage lets you focus on that these characters and their experience. And you know I I do like you said it is a a story that's just as relevant now as it was. In 1964 when yeah. they made the show because, like you said, there are changes happening in this world to different things, to different beliefs. Yeah. And there are those grappling with their own traditions. Yeah. And, no, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. And how much do you give and how much do you take into your traditions? And there are some shows that, like, don't stand the test of time. Um, at my last school, for example, I did Bye Bye Birdie. And I love... Bye Bye Birdie, it also holds a special place in my heart, and it was a super fun show, and my kids actually really enjoyed it, but I don't know that I would ever do it again, because one of the things that I noticed as, as from the director point of view is it was very dated, like it did not stand the test of time, and even though it's set in like the 1800s, like the themes that lie within it, like yeah. getting, getting kids to understand Jewish culture, um, I think would probably be one of the biggest challenges of doing a show like this but the thing that I liked about seeing this production in particular is that I realize because I, I mean Fiddler is a show that I would love to do um, again not something I would do tomorrow um, but you know looking at it from a theater director's perspective like could I do this show with the facilities and you know what I have and I think I could do it I could work in some projection effects and have everything else be very minimalistic. Um, the one thing that, like, versus the original Broadway and the movie is a lot of their choreography, their choreography was intense. Um, and they did a lot of, they can, they made it a little bit more contemporary. Uh, and it was kind of cool to see, like, you know, that just uh, the evolution of theater and whatnot. Um, but I would probably make it more musical theatery and less contemporary. Because it's hard enough getting kids to do the musical theatery things to do, especially if they're not dancers. So um, that, that was nice, neat on my end to see because, you know, I'm always looking and thinking and but, planning ahead. But no, yeah, so yeah, so it is... But I do like the tradition thing. and But even Tevye, what happens in such small time in this? Well, because I eat, you know, it, like I was talking, you know, how it pushes, you know, what people think of traditions uh -huh. is his three daughters that are getting married. The first one, it's 
we like each other. We want to get married. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that pushes against their tradition of you have a matchmaker. No, you have to be with this person because we matched you up with this person. And now we're pushing that. Well, then his next daughter goes and it's, we're not asking your permission. We're telling you, you, we just want your blessing. And then the third one is where, you know, so, you know, it tests his tradition and what his beliefs are. And then the third one is I'm going to marry this person. That's not of our faith and our cult, you know? Well, and it was also the people that they were with because, um, Seidel's betrothed, um, was like a childhood friend. Yeah. So like almost part of their family. And Perchik was, you know, an outsider, but still Jewish. Right. And then um, Fedka was, you know, a complete outsider. So, and you know, that's where and, yeah. uh, he's just, you know, Tevye is just like, nope, nope this is the nope. line. This is it. This is where I draw the line. So you see just in his three daughters yeah. alone, his, you know, where you start going into the beliefs and all. So, but yeah. no, I, I mean... Like I said, I got more out of seeing the play than I saw the movie. I yeah. got more out of the emotion and the the stakes that were it, going on with such this. Such a beautiful story, though. Like, there were a couple of... So, you know, having grown up Jewish and being musical theater, there were a couple songs that were constantly, like, I always sang, and one was Matchmaker, and um, then one was Sunrise, Sunset, and Sabbath Prayer. And I just, I think the way that they were done w- was beautifully done. Um, and um, the only part that kind of creeped me out, but it's also a scene that I really like just because it's kind of different than a lot of things that you see in musical theater is the dream. Oh, Tevia's dream. No, that <laughs> I was watching the movie and then that thing started in the movie and I was like, is this mm. still Fiddler on the Roof? Yeah, like, did I get like some hybrid movie? It's creepy. It's a little, it's a little out there, but at it's the same creepy. time, like I, I, I love that scene. Like that scene, there, there are actually two roles in this show that I would love to play at some point in my life. And I was actually, I've actually been too young more or less to play them, but I'm actually at the age where I could play both of them. Um, and, have a couple more years where I probably could play them. And one, of course, is Golda, um, and the other one is Yenta. Um, so if I ever find a production in the area that locally I am trying out, because I would love to be Golda, because, like, I just, I, I don't know. And I love the woman that played Golda, because sometimes she's kind of a hit or miss. Um, but it also, like explores the dynamic of like when you have an arranged marriage like you know because the daughters and fiddler they're supposed to have arranged marriages but they kind of go against that tradition but Tevia and Golda were like you know matched together um but you like there's a like kind of a touching song in my opinion called do you love me and you know they lived in a society where you don't marry for love. It's like basically a you know business agreement, and um, I don't know. I just think that's a really tender moment between the two of them. Um, that I don't know. I would I would love to be that person because yeah I don't know. I would love to play her one day though. Um, the other thing that I liked like seeing a, like from a director's standpoint is and again. 
I, I keep telling my kids that there's no such thing as a perfect performance. There were a couple times, and these are professionals. Um, you know, they get paid to do this. They do eight shows a week. Um, their mics cut out a couple times, and no one's fault when that happens. Usually, but yeah, sometimes. like like Tevia had total mic dropout yeah. when he came on uh, at one point. Yeah, but didn't no, blink a muscle, no, didn't flinch, eye. not an even infliction in his voice. He just and it cut out um, in with one of the sons but too. He, I think either Perchik or you would um, never know model. They like I, they didn't even yeah blink. Uh, they, they didn't but, even. Yeah, they, they didn't even flinch. They kept going business as usual. But I like seeing things like that because even, because I keep trying to tell my kids, like even in professional theater, there's no such thing as a perfect performance. Um, the other thing that I really like seeing, and I'm seeing this more of this in contemporary theater, but this is a classic musical told from a, you know, they, where they made it a little bit more, out of like a contemporary flair. Um, they sped up some of the music a little bit um but um but i think they slowed down matchmaker which i don't know that i loved that but whatever but i mean i, I liked it but i'm used to it being a little faster so whatever but um i also noticed that a lot of the performers were moving sets around a lot of times people try to like disguise it and they didn't and i've been kind of panicking trying to see because I don't have an auditorium I have to do things in the cafeteria and um, I just want my transitions to be as seamless as possible and not make a ton of noise um, but they did it and like that you could see them do it but it was also not like a distraction so I enjoyed seeing that too because that's been kind of a thorn in my side lately so yeah yeah because I, I think if that's you're seeing just the the nature of like shows and yeah. drawing Contemporary uh, evolving too. is you know you you can't you know you got to look at budgets and productions and you know it you know that's just more people you got to take on the road yeah. with you but it also works like story because like they have where they're moving the trees and yeah. you know you have tevy and his family but then you have the others push going yeah. against and so you know it, it works you know and yeah i, I liked it but um it, it's I enjoy it. I, I understand what it, it goes after. It's just not my, it's not my, one of my favorites. It's I mean, just sort of, it was like 15 minutes, like 10 minutes shorter. That was my only. I just like happier musicals. I mean, but, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I do get it. And um, I would definitely say it's it's one that I would say, you know, if it comes around, I would go to it. Um, I think it's one that's worth seeing. Um, if nothing else, I mean, there is a good story to it. There's yeah. a good morals to it. And I I did like the dancing in this. Yeah. Um, it is different than the, if you've seen the movie, it is different than the traditional. The, uh, they do very, in the movie, it's very almost Russian folk style uh, dancing. Um, this one is a lot, like you were saying earlier, it's a lot more contemporary, more lyrical. But it's still rooted. You yeah, feel, oh yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. the you feel the culture in it. Oh yeah, and I didn't dislike it. I just don't know that I could teach because I I have I am not a dancer at all, and I have served as choreographer for the majority of High School Musical. I mean, I thank you YouTube mostly, um, and a group that I'm part of on Facebook of other people doing this show because I have pulled basically like 
my choreography from other things that I've seen. Um, but that like I could not teach my kids to do what they did on that stage tonight. I would either have to tone it down or hire hire a professional. Yeah, because you see a lot of they do the the hand motions. Yeah. Um, which you see a lot of in like the movie version, but they add a lot more below the waist. They add a lot more fluidity yeah. to it and working the whole body in and. Yeah. But you know, I I did feel like you know that this is you you could feel a culture to it. Yeah. Um. So, would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is my favorite of the season so far. So, um, yeah, and this is the first touring production yeah, of it. Yeah, they started in September. They started so. in September. They're going through August. Yeah. So, uh, if it goes around, uh, definitely check it out. If you've never seen Fiddler, it's a, it's a fun experience. And, like, it, it, it's one of those that... With the traditions and all, you can take as much as you want to get from it. You want it if you want to dive into it, because like I said, you start diving in, because you can just go at Tivia, and go after. But then you can start diving into his daughters and their mm. relationships and these, and you can really start to like whittle down into the, the story. You can really get down into it. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, our next show is I don't have the date offhand, but our next show is uh, Dear Evan uh, Hansen. I know it's it's like April like tenth or something. So that's something our next like one is Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Uh, so very excited about that one. I think um, we're both excited about that. But we will also be going to see Moonlight Players, um, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, they they currently are doing Beauty and the Beast. I believe it goes through the twenty fourth. Yeah, yes. and my production of High School Musical Junior. Um, I've already seen uh, the one production of Beauty and the Beast from Moonlight Players. I went and saw it, and uh, I'm going to be seeing it again yeah, now that I, have, an extra ticket, I have a chance. So. Uh, she has an extra ticket, so I'm actually going to be seeing Belle and Babette reversed um but check them out if you are in the central florida area i believe most of the shows are sold out though but you can visit moonlightplayers.com for that they're also going to be doing in april they're going to be doing first date uh which is another musical and then they will be doing the merry wives of windsor and then all shook up will be ending their season uh, but they're a really good... Uh, I'm hoping to audition for uh, All Shook Up as well. They're a really good community theater. They're doing really good things. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, we'll do a full review of it. But it is a very well-produced and put-on show. I really enjoyed that. Um, I will also be seeing on the 16th, I will be going to the Garden Theater in uh, Winter Garden, Florida here. And I will be seeing... Uh, a stage version of 1984 from Orson Welles. Uh, so tune into that. George I will be... Orwell, not Orson Welles, but okay. George Orwell, I am sorry. I stand corrected. Thank you, theater English teacher. teacher. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I will be seeing that one solo, So, but uh, I'll be doing a podcast for that one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, you got anything else? No, nope, that's it. All right, so that is going to be it. So until the 16th, uh, we're uh, going to go ahead and say have a great night and keep it sassy.